0: Hello, and welcome to the CORDEX Digital Shipping Podcast. It's great to be joined by a colleague today, John Locken, CEO of CORDEX. John is joining us to discuss what can CEOs do to successfully lead their firms towards a more sustainable future. In this episode, we'll take a fresh look at the following topics, such as defining sustainability, highlighting the biggest drivers of sustainability within the maritime industry, and discussing how to encourage firms to embrace sustainability. If you are listening to this podcast, it's because you are interested in the digital transformation of the American industry and are keen to learn more. Please feel free to share our conversation today with your friends and colleagues, and please don't hesitate to let us know what you think. We're always keen to hear your feedback. Let's get started. Hi, John. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of Cordex's Shipping Podcast. Welcome.
1: Exciting to be here. I'm <laughs> very excited to hear how this goes as well. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Well, let's start off. Can you please give us a short intro about yourself and then how you became
1: uh, the leader of Cordex? So I'm in uh, the maritime sector by accident. Okay. But I grew up in a town where shipping has played a central part for, for centuries. And the, the whole reason for there being a town there is because of it being a, an ideal port and an ideal place to build and, and make ships. So. Going from that, it would have been natural to perhaps go into this field, but I never did. But I started working uh, with maritime sector back in 2000, lobbying for British companies, British uh, vendors, doing uh, uh, big maritime uh, issues like flagging, and uh, we looked at uh, maritime equipment and so on. And um, then I thought this is a fascinating industry and gradually that got me into basically more towards the technology of it as well. So after a few years of a break, I came back to the maritime sector, went to Singapore and um, now been here for nine years. And as I've been in Singapore, really appreciate how this is a massive cluster and such a extreme hot uh, spot for, for the development of the industry. And in particular, the sector that we are in, in Codex, which is the the deep technology of uh, maritime uh, Uh, as well, so the um, IoT and the AI. So that's uh, also been uh, happening there. But um, uh, as coincidences happened, that's how it ended up in Codex as well. Excellent. Thank you. So there are several key terms in the industry, such as
0: decarbonization, digitization, and sustainability. What does sustainability mean
1: to you personally? I think we have, uh, of course, a limited amount of resources and uh, only so much to share in this, on this uh, planet. And, um, and that's what this is about, like how we can distribute and use our resources in the right way. It actually started, I started understanding them when I was in school, uh, so many, many years ago. And my teacher said, you know, if we have financial growth in the whole world, we don't have enough aluminium for every single household in the world to have a satellite dish. There just isn't enough aluminium. And, and that has always stuck with me that, you know, we, we, have, we want to have growth. We want to make sure that everybody can have a bright future. But within that, we need to make sure that we use our resources in a smarter way. And that's basically what it comes down to. So,
0: as the CEO of a new startup within the maritime industry, what are some of the most
1: pressing issues revolving around sustainability to you, John? I think it's very much about collaboration. I think that's the number one keyword I'd like to mention. And it's so important that we manage to get key players um, in the ship operators, ship owners, and ship charterers and us as technology providers to come together and look at how we can better work together. So that's going to be one of the key things going forward. And I know that in every conference we go to these days, whatever program we listen to, it's about sharing data. Mm -hmm. But it's about more than that. We need to look at how we can work in a smarter way together and how one-on-one together can be more than two making one and one be3 basically and I mean I think it's very important also that um, we need to look at the the matters and the um, digitalization towards sustainability as a holistic task so it's um, not just about <clears throat> you know going into having uh, sending an email instead of, uh, of phoning or or. Uh, you know, sending a fax into sending an email, it's a bit about looking at the whole picture of where we're trying to get and how we can take um, direct steps towards getting there. We can't make a one massive leap to, sh- to, to reach a target of so 2030, for instance, but we need to already be taking the small steps that we can towards that in energy efficiency, but maybe even before we can get there, we need to look at how we can get more aware of what our current situation is. And that's where Codex also comes in, helping companies plan for the future by making them aware of what their current situation is. And the key to this is collaboration. I think so indeed, yeah. Because Codex, we see uh, sort of the, the... this is a sort of delivery that we do as a three-stage thing. So you have, um, you have data um, acquisition, and then you have aggregation. Mm-hmm. And often that's very fragmented. And then you have the whole analytics and insights on it, which is the core of what we do. And again, you know, instead of using the same uh, data through many different vendors, you can use the same data and spread it out. And then, of course, acting on the information that we get and the, that we collect as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Cortex is a
0: rapidly growing company based out of Singapore. We have a team of 35 people that's growing, seems, every month with people based here in Asia as well as in Europe. How do you involve everyone uh, across
1: the world of our teams to adopt the sustainability idea? I'm glad that uh, not all of your questions are uh, equally hard, uh, Leo, because <laughs> I feel this area is some, something that is uh, a lot easier. Uh, okay. It perhaps comes down to the, the type of organization and culture that we are building. And we have basically a team of extremely dedicated people. Who are quite visionary about what we're trying to do and how we can play an active role in in what's going to happen uh, and how our industry is changing, and that means that we, there are actually on the individual level and on the team level, there is a very strong thoughts mindset as to. How we can uh, how we can play a part, and how we as individuals, and how we work, and how we do our tasks, also is in a more sustainable way. So, for instance, when we share data, we try to share it on collaboration tools rather than storing it individually. For instance, yep. that's just one of the things, and and I think it's that's just a small thing up to the, the very large thing, it's like as to to kind of how we think about. Uh, sustainability and um, what we can uh, how we can smarter get um, towards the, the bigger goals of the industry by, by extracting data that is available on the ships by using the key uh, sort of metrics that we have and also then be part of the inventions and regeneration of the energy uh, concepts of the ships as well. Excellent
0: okay so we've come to the last question in our in our conversation today and uh john what that is is what can we do at a firm like cordex and even larger international regulatory bodies like imo what can we do um collectively to embrace decarbonization
1: within the maritime industry i believe we all have our roles within this uh, massive task and um Of course, it sounds a bit daunting to compare us and put us in the same equation there as IMO. But even if you're a small player here, you can make a big difference. And I think that's very important to keep in mind. And IMO definitely is making massive leaps towards putting the framework into place. And uh, I think we should definitely not underestimate the driving factors of economy in this as well. How we see now that financing, insurance, and the cargo buyers, they wanna change of the industry. They wanna look at sustainability and they're really move, making this move very fast and accelerate. And I think that's, that's important. And where we come in and the role that we can play is that we are the enablers of some of these changes to happen. And we do that together with other companies, of course, that we can collaborate with in the industry. I mean, we have fantastic collaboration already with uh, class societies. Mm-hmm. And uh, that helps getting uh, gravitas for us because it, it helps to verify that we are doing the right, uh, making the right moves, and also helps to certify that we are doing it correctly. And then we see with our uh, wonderful customers as well, they, they let us try out the new technologies, and new solutions, which helps us to, to sort of have new offerings. But it helps them also to take the steps towards what is needed. So um, basically, we have all different roles in this, mm-hmm. but it's all equally important. And I'm very encouraged to see how we are being listened to by the big sort of uh, bodies as well here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I also think that, you know, the, of course, it can seem like a very slow process. And our industry often gets described as somewhat backwards or unwilling to change. Perhaps it's because we don't really see a lot of the changes going on. There's a lot of invisible shift here, so it might—it's a bit like a swan swimming on the lake that mm-hmm. it looks so peaceful and nothing changing, but there's a lot of uh, action going on under the surface. There, uh, we we definitely see a shift also in how or who's going to be come out as the winners in in this game, okay. in the sense that. There are organizations perhaps not embracing change and not embracing sustainability, mm-hmm. not looking looking more at the short-term profits they can get now. And um, I think therefore the industry, key players is going to look very different in nine years from now than what it is currently. The type of ship owners, the type of ship operators, how agile a ship manage, technical ship management can be. Uh, is going to be you know be quite different in a few years to, to what we see today and uh, i think even i m o and see that their organisation perhaps is in a in somewhat of a shift okay. in how they need to have or embrace the ch- the changes coming th- through other stakeholders like the finan- ship financing mm-hmm. services
0: John, thank you very much for joining us uh, this sunny morning uh, for the first uh, ever Cordex Shipping Podcast. It was great to get
1: to speak to you um, and hear your perspective. It was a pleasure to to have this chat, Leon, and it's great to sort of share some thoughts. And uh, of course, the sun always shines when we talk. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think I can say uh, we all at Cordex are very lucky to
0: have you at the helm of our firm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you everyone for uh, tuning in today to listen to our podcast. Uh, We hope that you found the conversation insightful and we look forward to meeting with you very soon to discuss other topics within the industry. Have a nice day.